Welcome to Lead Like Elon. I'm your host, Tim Hampton. With me is my fellow SpaceX and Tesla enthusiast, Erastus Kipkuri Laboso. Today, Erastus and I will be discussing the controversial acquisition of SolarCity by Tesla. Erastus, welcome to the show. Thanks, Omai, Tim. Looking forward to the conversation. Me too. So let's set the table a little bit. Um, the Solar City was founded in 2006 by Elon yes. Musk's cousins uh, by the yes. name of Lyndon yes. Reeve and Peter Reeve, or Rive. Yes. I should have looked that up, but I think it's Reeve. Yeah. And um, basically, this was a case of them going to their rich cousin and saying, Can you invest some money to get this solar panel company going? And he invested yes. $10 million. Yes. And the company actually did quite well. Um, in 2013, they were the top residential installer for solar panels in the U.S. Yes. Um, and then they started to, they also did an IPO. So they did an, an, an initial public offering that was quite successful. Yes. They, they actually peaked at $88 a share. And I think they were initially sold for, I think, 17 a share or something. So they, they took quite a yes. ride up. Um, so anyway, what do you, let's start at the beginning. What do you think of the idea of Elon Musk investing in a solar panel company back then? So I think it goes back to the Tesla, the, the Elon Musk master plan of of, um, of the future technology that is going to affect the future. So one of them was that uh, when you look into the Tesla secret master plan that he published in 2006, the last point was that they are going to get into renewable energy, which basically it means solar solar, solar uh, energy. So when you look at um, Elon Musk, the, the, the basic idea, I, I think it was actually the one who told the, their cousins that uh, there's this brilliant business idea that if you are interested in, you can get into and he can invest $10 million. So he told them about this amazing uh, solar, so solar business idea. And uh, their cousin said, okay, we can start. So he said, okay, I'm going to invest my 10 million. And I think he was the biggest shareholder of, um, of Solar City. And then he joined the board of Solar City also. So that is now where it's getting a little bit like messy now. The reason why we are in the in the situation that we that is like that Elon Musk is in right now, I think starts from there. But when you look at the idea that Elon Musk gave these guys, or actually that the Lind Lyndon and Peter had at the beginning of uh, of of, of solar city it was just amazing it was a brilliant idea that the, the issue was that they're going to uh, to to lease out their solar panels by investing and make sure that every single person was interested in or that wanted solar energy did not pay any down down like a down payment for any fee whatsoever they just sign a paper that they are leasing this one and then it should be for the next 20 years and if they are interested after 20 years then they are going to to to, to pay again and continue on, on that note but when you look at that that idea it was actually revolutionary or changing in the solar so solar space or solar energy space at that time and uh, you, you you realize that most uh, that is the reason actually it, it went i think from 2006 to 2008 they were gaining a lot of people each and every single day because the model was never there before and um 
yeah and, and that is how it started and and the more as time goes by as time goes by and goes by then they grew and grew and grew and also the acquisition that they made through the years i think what people didn't see about solar city was the rate at which they acquired uh, other companies during that particular time was was really so big and and, and then the, the, as the more they acquired the more they increased their foothold from from California, Fremont, where they had their headquarters, now to the East Coast by acquisitions of these smaller companies. And I think that one gave them the foothold of now becoming what you said earlier in 2013, they were the top residential solar installer. So I, I think that is that that is what built them to, to that success that they had earlier. But to everything, so when they, they went to IPOs, you know, when you go to an initial public offering, you are opening up to a lot of scrutiny. And a lot of people are there for probably others are there to speculate, to just make some money, make some bucks out of uh, speculation. But they don't see the bigger picture that you have. So, so by 2015, uh, Solar City has had its own fair challenges. In the beginning of 2016, they had about 15,000 employees. And uh, by July that year, in 2016, they had 12,000 employees. So I think they got into the, the, the Wall Street maze, the, 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 the quarter after quarter after quarter, scrutiny after this, after this. Like, I think that is the challenge that they that Solar City faced from early on was that one. And also its business model of no payment, no down payment of any money while you are in, you, you, you get your solar energy or your solar. So I think those are among the few challenges that they faced during that particular time. But when you look into it, the business model was okay. But the only challenge that I personally see they had was, um, was Wall Street. It was actually be going for the IPO. People didn't understand it. Because if you invested like initial, like what they did was they put in all the capital every single capital you don't invest anything but you every single month you pay for the energy that is generated mm -hmm. so as much as in the initial capital is going to be high or the capital the capital layout is going to be high or the capital expenditure is high for solar city it means that they are going to recoup this investment in the next 20 years but Wall Street looks at these numbers, not on discounted, luckily future discounted uh, aspect. They look at it like right now, they are in 3 billion debt, they are doing this and that. But when you look into it, it's going to be something that is going to, to generate income going forward. But Wall Street, I, I think, had an issue with that. And um, that is now, you know, when you're $8 a share, and then it gets up to like, 40 cents or 20 is going to be so hard yeah so one of the it's interesting you bring up the the business model the business model was unique it's basically you can we we, we will basically buy your roof and yes. you pay us for the electricity is you know kind of the proposition and in order yes. to finance that they had to sell the first the world's first solar bonds yeah. Bonds are basically a package that says, if you buy this, you're giving me money. And then basically you're, I'm, I'm, you're lending me money in this instrument and I have to pay you back over time. Yes. And um, the, the fly in the ointment, the, the, the co another controversial aspect yes. is that a lot of these bonds, I think the majority of these bonds were purchased by SpaceX, which is another Elon Musk company. Yes. So what's your opinion on that? Is it just that he was, 
the only one aware enough to think that the business model had merit or was he propping up his cousins and his own investment? What, what's your mm. viewpoint on that? I think basically uh, there are a lot of things that are, that are intertwined in the solar cities, Elon Musk um, world, the whole story, because Elon Musk might have been aware of, uh, of some of these things, maybe, but he also was in the board of this other company and this other company. So if SpaceX actually bought these bonds because they believed in the future of Solar City, then that is also another thing. Because if it's SpaceX, SpaceX has its board of uh, board of directors. And then also Tesla has its board of directors. And if the SpaceX board of directors said, okay, let's go, uh, let's, let's buy these bonds because we believe they are going to be valuable in, few, in future, then I, I think that is okay because SpaceX bought these, uh, these bonds in 2013 or 2014. Eh? So that time SpaceX was not having challenges like they had in 2008, 2009. They had now started getting revenue. And when you have a lot of money with you, which you are not going to use at the moment, you, you do what? You you have to invest somewhere. And I think if they thought that the right investment for them was getting into uh, putting the money into Solar City, then that's okay. And oh, I, and so, so now from that aspect, I'm now not so sure of if Elon Musk was aware or not. But if he was aware about it and he made the board aware about it or he made the board bought into this, then I think that um, that is also another challenge that is now hindering Tesla into 2021 or six, nearly six years after, uh, four years after the purchase or five years after the purchase. But I think it's intertwined. I think the main, the, the bigger problem about the solar city, Tesla, SpaceX is the intertwinement of all the companies by Elon Musk. And um, Elon Musk, you are not going to separate Elon Musk from everything that is happening here. But I think the good thing is the board of directors, not the board, actually, the unaffiliated shareholders actually said, yes, we, we, you can continue with this. So I, I think that is the caveat that uh, removes Elon Musk actually from the whole saga because if 85% to 90% of the shareholders said, okay, let's go on with this, then I think that should be okay. Well, I do agree that the vote was in favor. So that, that to some extent does absolve him. Um, yeah. But I don't agree. I, I can't imagine that the investment in the solar bonds was done without his encouragement. I mean, yeah. he, he runs SpaceX like it's his own company. I know it's privately held and he's not the, on, he's not the owner of the whole company, but yes. I mean, it's his company. He, he calls the shots there. I can't imagine them uh, funding Solar City without his aware or even gratitude, you know, like th that was yeah. propping up a company he was invested in. And I say invested in two ways. He was invested monetarily and I think yes. he was invested in the concept. I think yeah. that he is a, I, I, I don't doubt for a second, he's a true advocate of solar power. Yes. Um, it's just too bad this company isn't faring better because it would be a lot easier to argue that this was also good for the shareholders. Um, but we'll come yeah. to that in a minute because the, the, the yes. next step in the saga is that things start to roll over, the company's in trouble. And then uh, as we've been talking a little bit, but just to kind of run sequentially, yes. um, Elon Musk's Elon Musk is still CEO of Tesla. At yes. the time, it was Tesla Motors. And yes. the, he uh, is at least involved in the discussion 
at the end of which the board of directors decides to buy or acquire solar city in a stock swap yes so you know theoretically a stock swap it's like if 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 i buy your house by giving you my like you know like it's almost like we're swapping property so theoretically mm-hmm. if they're well valued it's a it's a neutral thing you get as much as i get okay yes now whenever you buy a company completely you pay a small premium that happened here as well i don't think yes. that's all that unusual the question is i guess twofold one should tesla have branched out into solar power and two if it intended to should it have done it by investing in solar city or should it have started something fresh so so basically uh, from my end i think um, yeah, as you have said earlier is that they, they, now getting into 2015 uh, 2015 actually tesla started tesla energy and the people that they partnered with or they were very close with in doing all these uh, selling of power wall and the power parks they were selling these power wall and power parks to to solar city and solar city had all had all the knowledge on how to install these things and make them work and if tesla was to expand it means they needed people with experience they needed people with experience in installation not just installation were were also experienced in terms of how to finance these projects in terms of like now if it's going to be a loan if it's going to be leasing then they need experience also they needed to know the challenges and and during that particular time the products that tesla wanted okay actually the tesla powerwall also uh, when you look at at, at the, the current power pack that tesla is offering the energy storage that they are op- offering tesla energy actually it was um solar city that said okay we are going to start this and we want to uh, actually they were the one who did the the pilot test or in 500 homes for the power wall and the power pack so i i think most of these things people don't really look into it that way but i think it built the foundation so instead of tesla starting from the scratch starting from zero and competing with these other solar installation companies it was a wise decision for them to acquire solar city as much as in solar city was not in a good financial position at that particular time it meant that they had the staff that tesla knew that if we get with these uh, people or if we acquire solar city we are acquiring not just the, the 3 billion debt that they had at that particular time but also the people who are working there the finances that is going to stream in as a result of the acquisition those the finances that were going to stream from solar city was going to be one after the other so it was something that was just going to be continuing but if solar city had continued to be in, in to, to just stand on it on its own then the the financial loss for the company would have been going uh, bad and bad and bad because by then i think there are a lot of people who had um, who had done a shorting of the solar city stock because they were seeing the the situation the debt management the number of um, people who are getting in or like the competitors what are they doing and stuff like that one and 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 they were now more dependent on tesla's power wall in terms of storage of of of, elect- of, of energy and stuff like that one so if tesla brand out during that particular time or actually said we are going to form ours then solar city was going to go bankrupt no doubt about it because earlier there there is a certain solar company that went bankrupt 
a few months earlier. So, so people were looking at Solar City. Well, it was headed there. Was headed, but Tesla actually, I think, bought into Tesla uh, into into solar energy business by acquiring Solar City at a discount. Because if it was eighty eight dollars earlier in the year, and by then it was twenty, I think twenty something. And then you add the 17, 15 to 17%, uh, no, actually 17 to 30% premium on each shares or on these shares, then it means that Tesla bought Solar City at a discounted price. And it was actually the perfect decision for Tesla to do as they ramp up now and, and now into and incorporate everything into the Tesla energy. So I think it was a good start for Tesla to get into this side and also finish the last point of the Tesla master plan, the, of the first Tesla master plan, secret master plan by Elon Musk in 2006 and pave them way now to go to the next, uh, the Purdue master plan by Elon Musk. So it was it, to me it was it, it was advantageous for Tesla to do this, even though the debt was there. But the debt was something that was it, it was once it was just once a one off. It was one off basically, and it was going to incur and generate money to Tesla's balance sheet going forward. So yeah. So um, let's talk about the the product that Solar City sells right now, yes. uh, or has sold. Apparently, a lot of it. Um, I, I don't know how many solar panels. Uh, solar City did manufacture some panels towards the end, yes. um, but the majority is just off-the-shelf components from other companies. So yes. the technology itself is not special. Yes. But to uh, to make solar roofs more appealing, and I would argue to make Solar City more appealing to Tesla yes. shareholders. Elon Musk um, uh, made a presentation showing off the new solar tile. Yes. Now he presented this as a huge innovation. It's basically the ability to create a roof that looks like a conventional roof. It's quite durable. It'll last the life of the home, um, but it's also a solar panel. Um, and well, this apparently is not a brand new idea. This, the, the first patent for solar cells that look like regular tile was done by NASA in the 70s. And then yes. Dow, Dow tried to make a go of it. Many companies have tried to make a go of the same idea. Tesla seems to be having trouble with that. It's not the huge moneymaker that Elon was presenting it would be. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on the whether it's Solar City or the part of Tesla that used to be Solar City? What do you think about their technology? Are you impressed? Are you happy with the direction it's going? For me, I, I not so impressed actually because it has been uh, quite a number of years, and uh, they had promised to deliver this one by I think um, the, the nearly twenty twenty. We are in 2021 and also ongoing. They are facing a lot of challenges by the Tesla solar roof. So the Tesla solar roof was actually, and is still one brilliant idea that if it works, if it materializes, then it means that um, Tesla is going to generate a lot of money from this one. Because if you are offered the Tesla, so if you have solar Tesla solar roof, it means you're going to have Tesla uh, Powerwall or uh, yeah, Tesla Powerwall. So it means it's going to have this uh, this impact of um, increasing uh, revenue to Tesla at the end. But the challenge that they're facing right now, I think, 
is how are we going to make sure that they can they can do the Tesla solar roof very well but the problem now is scaling the, the the problem is scaling because by march 2020 they were doing nearly a thousand roofs a week which if you look at it there it, it's much but not by a lot mm-hmm. so I, i think the problem now is the scaling aspect of it because building of roofs it's is something that is old school there's nothing you can innovate there if you have to make a roof you'll have to make a roof there's no shortcut about that And and I think the challenge is that one, and and also the technology itself. How are you you going to make the technology work faster, be better than whatever is in the market at the moment, and at a cheaper price? But I think also that at the end of the day, as Tesla Powerwall uh, goes down, and the technology for solar improves and iterate, I think the more Tesla iterates its technology, and the more the Tesla as power Powerwall. It, the cost decreases then i think it will make the whole thing cheaper and if it's cheaper then people are going, going to go for it at the end of the day but i think the, 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 what they need is a further um, to to validate the, the to validate the solar roof technology which is so hard because they are actually the first one to get in here and 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 want to do it massively as compared to other people so i i think in the long run it's going to pay but where tesla is going to get money will not mostly be from solar roof from my my my, my end but mostly from energy storage so energy storage is going to be the big business that tesla is going to make a lot of money from other than the solar roof i think solar roof is just will be validating the technology it's going to act as a great um, as a great marketing strategy for tesla but at the same time it's going to, to 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 validate a lot of technologies that are out there and if tesla nails the solar roof brilliant they're going to take over the solar energy and, and if you look at them at at, at at how hard it is the, the challenge to have that solar roof is really is really big yeah. it's so huge but at the end of the day tesla has been improving elon musk has been saying okay we are doing this we made a problem here we made a mistake here and we are improving on it and i think that is what is going to bring change to 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 the solar roof business that tesla is doing but the energy storage part of tesla i think they're doing brilliant there no no they, they they're doing brilliant on that part but the part of solar roof it still needs iteration so i am going to give it like probably another three to five years to make sure that technology is working properly and everything is is okay because if you're going to make tiles which are which looks like ordinary which look like ordinary roofing then it means that the technology has to be perfect and and if the technology is not 100% it's not perfect then you'll have to iterate and iterate until it works and i'm going to give them benefit of doubt for now but as time goes by that is now when we'll know if the technology is valid or not so i'm going to give them 2 3 4 years and then we will see from them so i want to visit two points um one is that uh one of the reasons it's come to light in testimony by Elon Musk because he's being sued by a group of shareholders because they're not happy with the decisions surrounding solar city um yes. one of the things he said is that in order to keep the model 3 ramp in order to make the model 3 ramp successful he had yeah. to do what what we say sometimes rob peter to pay paul so he had you know two two friends and he owed them both money he took money from one to pay the other yes um which is obviously not a sustainable move 
right? But what yeah. he did was he took people who were working at Solar City and said, you need to work to build the Model 3 or help us fix the production line. Yes. So one argument, I mean, the argument he's making is I always intended for Solar City and it to be a component of Tesla. And it didn't succeed because I was in a scramble to make something else succeed. Yes. Yes. What do you think of that argument? Basically, what I think of that is um, so the, the 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 backbone for Tesla was the Model Three. Without Model Three, there would be no Tesla. Basically, so Tesla was the lifeline for te- no Model Three was the lifeline for Tesla. And if the Model Three ramping up of the Model Three was going to fail, then it means basically Solar City was going to fail. So there would be no Solar City, and what they just had to do was to reorganize and make sure that the ramping up of the Model 3 is done, which is the best-selling Tesla car so far, and that has made Tesla to be where it is today, was going to be successful. And if it was at the expense of uh, the solar city acquisition or the Tesla energy, then so be it at that particular time. Because at the end of the day, as Tesla or the, as the Model 3 ramp-ups continues, then it means that Tesla is going to get a lot of money and they can put this money now to use in, uh, in, in doing research or in validating the technology of energy storage solutions and also in the solar roof, um, the solar roof system. And, and I think to me that was okay. It was perfectly fine because you, Elon Musk usually say this. So you, you, you need to change. When situations changes, you need to change. So Tesla energy was not a priority at that particular time, but Tesla Model 3 was. So they, I think it was an, a, good, a, good, a good way, a good thinking to put that one. And now after the Model 3 has ramped up, the Model Y, as you can see, is ramping up easily because of what they built during that ramp up of the Model 3. So I think Tesla is now poised to, to greatness from now. I think that is the reason why they've concentrated now on the Tesla energy or actually the solar city acquisition. And if you look at the number of megawatts that has been deployed, the revenue that has been generated from the energy sector from Tesla since 2018 or after the 2018-19, after the ramping up of the Model 3, it has been increasing. And, and, and I think it was a great decision by Tesla. And even when you look at it, Tesla was worth how many billion during that particular time, during the ramping up of the Model 3 sedan. It was a less than $50 billion when you value the company. And, and after that, it now increased exponentially. And I think the, the, the decision by Elon Musk or actually by the Tesla, uh, Tesla, Tesla board uh, to ramp up the Model 3 as compared to Tesla Energy was the perfect one for that particular time and i think now going forward it's now going to be determined by how are they going to ramp up how are they going to improve this tesla energy aspect of tesla yeah so um one of the other things that elon musk said at trial was that residential roofs are harder than they look Uh, as you pointed out they need to look good they need to be safe they need they need to not catch fire they need yeah. to not be sucked off in a windstorm. Like there's a lot to it. And also residential roofs tend to be quite complex. It's part of the look of a building, even though it'd be more practical to have a simple single peak roof. Yeah. It looks boring. It looks cheap. And people don't like that. They like complications, yeah. like fake dormers, which I hate. But anyway, 
there's all kinds of, uh, you know, detail and it makes it very difficult to construct a roof out of what you hope Like you can't just cut these tiles. You have to yes. tailor make them to meet in the, in the grooves and everything. The other thing is that your yield in terms of electricity production depends on the angle of the roof, not vertic not just vertically, but also horizontally. Are you, are you facing South? Are you yes. facing at the right angle? Um, and so I think what he's saying without intending to say it is that residential solar is not as not a great idea. And that's how, yes. that's my reaction that residential solar is not a great idea for two reasons. One utility scale, um, solar is much cheaper. And I looked it up. Um, yes. now, unfortunately the, the, the article I found and I'll put it in the show notes yes. is from 2015, but they said that, um, it's, it's a long article, but basically they said that utility scale photovoltaic power is 6.6 .6 kilowatts per 6.6 uh, .6 cents per kilowatt hour yes. to maybe 12 cents a kilowatt hour. Whereas yeah. your rooftop solar, your home rooftop is starting at 12 and ending at 20 cents yes. per kilowatt hour. Now I get electricity to my home in Ontario, between, depending yeah. on peak, you know, like we have, uh, if it's, a busy time for electricity, we pay more than if it's not busy. So I go anywhere from, I think it's eight or yeah, eight cents to 17 cents Canadian. Yes. Right. But most of the yeah. time I would, I would think my average is around 10 or 12 cents. So I'm, I'm getting it cheaper than I would get it from my roof. Yeah. That's one thing. Yes. Um, and, and the thing is, there's, and, and also you know, what if it breaks? What if there's a storm? What if my next, the person who buys my house doesn't want it? There's all these yes. things, you know, utility grades or utility scale just seems to make so much more sense. Do you want to comment on that? Where do you, where do you see that? Yeah, yes, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. That is the reason why I was telling you that what is going to make uh, this one work and efficient for Tesla, if, if the prices, if the technology uh, improves so if, if solar technology for these solar roofs decreases directly decreases if it's going to be cheaper for tesla to make these panels mm -hmm. at a cheaper cost so it means that the the, the as, as you were saying the kilowatt from for kilowatt cost from solar from your rooftop as compared to the one from grid the difference is that for, for the rooftop, you have to, to, to design it. You have to do a lot of things. But for the one for the solar, if you have a solar plant somewhere, just, just in the middle of somewhere, it's not much to be constructed there. You just place them, make sure they're in the perfect order, and, and that's it. But for the rooftop, you, as you said earlier, you have to place them in a perfect way in a perfect manner with a perfect material. So for me, the, uh, the, if Tesla validates this technology by making it cheaper and by making it very cheap, then that will be it. But for now, I think it's so hard. And exactly as you say, it's not going to be, he is not saying it plainly that this is hard, but it is so hard if, if you look at it. But hopefully, I, I think as time goes by, Sorry, the, the same way lithium ion battery lithium ion batteries became cheaper and cheaper. I think as time goes by, then probably things will get cheaper and cheaper in terms of roof. And also if they can if they can nail, if they can nail how to roof quickly 
and cheaply then i think also that is going to work but for now it's it, it's it's not so good not so good so um the thing is that at the same time that rooftop solar gets cheaper utility solar gets cheaper as well yes. so you're never it's cheaper. never going to be an ec- a purely economic decision i think it'll be well at least my dog won't die of heat if there's a grid outage yeah right like true, it's still true. nice to be able to keep my food going and i know that if i have a, a power wall i can keep my fridge operating but only yes. for a day or two or hours, three yeah. depending on how much money i spend if at least i have some solar i can keep yeah. things going so i can see that being a, a, a something that affluent people will want but yes. I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense as an economic decision for a lot of households because electricity is, if Tony Siba is right, and I don't know if you're familiar with Tony Siba's work, yeah, but I'm familiar. Saying, if we have three times as much solar panels as we need to run everything because it gets dark and we have to store electricity, we'll get to yes. the point where electricity is almost free. And then you're really yeah. going to regret spending $40,000 on a solar roof. Yeah. Right. True, true. So, I guess my question is, I, I still I still think that there's opportunities for Tesla energy in solar and even wind. For some reason, they've, they're completely oblivious to wind. Yes. Not that I want another boondoggle. <laughs> but <laughs> if, they, if they come up with the ability to make a lot of solar panels, yes. they could cover every um, uh, supercharger parking lot with solar. Yes. And yes. feed it right into the, I mean, obviously the grid is right there. They could feed it right in. I don't know why I'm feeling yes. um, yeah. They could put it over all the buildings they have, the parking lots at the buildings they have. Like they have a lot of real estate. Tesla's a big yes. company. Yes. So they, they could make an impact there. But I, I don't know about this rooftop stuff. So, so, so for me though, I think the, the future for Tesla energy and uh, as much as in it's they want to validate the rooftop technology, which is okay and great, but the cost at the moment doesn't allow for a lot of people, as you say, to purchase this one. So I think they would rather concentrate on energy storage business, mm-hmm. big scale solar energy and wind storage, wind energy storage. So I think storage business is going to be big for Tesla if they concentrate on it other than the, the the solar roof but the solar roof also is going to to, to it's, it's also something that if you're going to to make the power work or the power pack or the mega pack work then you basically also need to be to integrate the solar technology because if you are developing these technologies or developing the storage um, energy storage technologies then you really need the solar aspect of it for you to test, for you to know the, 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 the strength and the weaknesses of these energy storage systems. In the long run, the Tesla energy is going to be big. And it's, even if you look at them at it right now, Tesla has been deploying few megawatts, and no, I think about 400 megawatts of solar. But the income that they are generating from storage is a lot of money. It's uh, so you, you look at the general um, the, the the revenue for Tesla Energy for 2020. It was 1.99 billion. When you look at that, it's 400 megawatts of um, of deployment of solar. But for energy storage, 
it's three gigawatt hours mm-hmm. that they have done. So when when, when you look at, 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 at the deployments of 400, 400 megawatts versus the energy storage part of three gigawatt hours, it shows you where exactly Tesla is headed to. Their, 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 their strength at the moment is in energy storage. And I think they are only going to use the technology for power wall, power pack, and solar to just validate these technologies and ensure that if they're going to be at the top of the, the, the top game in the solar energy or in the energy business, then they have to still have the solar aspect of it. And uh, the, I think they are going to use also, as I said earlier, just for marketing strategies. I, I mean, if you look at a solar solar roof, you will say, which solar roof is this? It's a Tesla solar roof. So I think they can use this one in the, as part of marketing, which is going to be brilliant, but it doesn't necessarily make them a lot of money the way they get it from energy storage business. So one, one other thing I forgot to mention when I was um, talking about why doesn't Tesla just cover its own property with solar? Yes. One of the... One of the um, distinguishing characteristics of their solar store or their power storage, the, the mega packs that they're deploying around the world is they tend to be going to hot places, temperature wise, yes. like very hot temperature that we have in Australia or Hawaii or Puerto Rico or all these places, they tend to be hot yes. and they have these um, batteries sitting mm. out in the heat, Yes. which is not good for a battery. So they probably have to have the fans going full tilt all the time just to keep the insides cool. Yes. Why not put a roof over the whole thing and make the roof solar? Why not yes. have all of that stuff in shade? You know, it, it, true, it true. just makes so much sense and it would be relatively inexpensive and you can put power right in to run the fans, right? True, you, true. you don't have to be buying power off the grid all the time. So I, I don't know. I think there's some capacity there. Yeah, I, I think they, they they need to. I I think they need to concentrate on these ones on these. Uh, There's this small thing that you're saying that if they concentrate on them at the moment, then they are going to make it. And I think Drew Baglino being given to be the VP of Tesla Energy, I think it means to me that Elon Musk is serious about Tesla Energy, and 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 I I believe in Drew Baglino myself, and I think this guy is going to make Tesla energy as big as the Tesla automotive part, but not, not immediately, but eventually, eventually. So I think the, the, the thing that they need to do is, um, first of all, once the Model Y has ramped up, which is okay at the moment, uh, once the Cybertruck is out, which is okay, but now the next concentration that a lot of people will be looking into Tesla going forward after the Cybertruck has 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 ramped up will be the energy business how is the energy business going because when you look at the valuation of tesla at the moment i think it is inclusive of tesla business tesla energy business tesla energy business which is so far it's still small but people believe it to be big so i think as time goes by people will be asking questions and want these technologies to be validated how is this business coming on as this one increases how about the other one so I think Tesla and Elon Musk should really concentrate on this going forward. And as you say, tiny things like the one that you're saying, because I was looking at these batteries and they are just open. As you're saying, they're open. The, the, the heat is up there. But I think also the advantage that they do have is one that is um, 
they have the best or actually the best in the industry cooling the cooling technology Great. so I, i think that is what what makes them actually do that at the moment because they have the best cooling technology but in the long run i think they are going to do that and as you were saying earlier in the in 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 the earlier recording that we did was about the tesla a restaurant chains that they were going to make i think if they can make tesla restaurant chain then i think the best thing that they're going to do is now put the solar energy so solar solar roofs on these and ends like that one but that is now in the future so so the last story i want to bring up and i don't know if there's other stories you want to add but the last story yes. is that in july 2021 so this yeah. month there was an announcement yeah. that tesla is going to work with a developer in austin texas Yes. to equip new a new subdivision with solar roofs yes. which addresses a couple of the problems that we have one is that the that existing roofs are not designed for solar so they may not be able yes. to take the weight they may not be oriented correctly this is something that they can do um they can plan ahead and make it they can optimize it for the solar Yes. um it also means that it's a bit of a mass production thing which we know which we know tesla likes to do it likes to do things in big scale yes but i also think it it may be a bit of a diversion because uh of the timing it's during yes. the trial and yes. two it's only a dozen homes so the yes. the headline is interesting but it it's like a tiny it's like probably less than the amount of money they spend on toilet paper at tesla It's yeah. not a, a significant thing and yet so I think I wonder if it's just a a signal that says hey we're going to do it because I actually think that might work new subdivisions that you yes. can plan around the solar you know angles and build the roofs accordingly that kind of makes sense it does it does make sense it does make sense that way though i think the what tesla is trying to do as you as you said is um, to validate this technology because if you are going to scale them how are good are you going to scale so until you know the details of these in the smaller scale bigger scale so in a smaller scale until you are perfectly sure that this can work and i think the the problem that they did with the solar roof was they ramped up the 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 the, the, the solar roof technology before they validated it very well and if they're going to focus on the small the amount of um, homes that they are doing the pilot program in, in Austin then then i think if it's going to work eventually then that's okay but i think as you said it might be a ploy to to just um to just cover it up at the moment and say oh, we are working on something at tesla energy for now but in reality the concentration they are having is now to is now to concentrate on ramping up of the model y build the giga factory in texas in austin, yeah. in austin texas and also the one in berlin but you just want to keep people busy to look at something new in the tesla energy business which i think i, I think right now they are concentrating mostly on the solar on, on on the energy storage business and that should be it because i think if if you are going to go and and then for the year 2020 you you deployed 400 more just then i think just a little bit more than 400 megawatts of solar deployments then it means something is wrong and they're not saying okay we are going to do this this way and this way no they're not giving any additional like they're saying right now i think elon musk even said during the trial that we have about 80,000 orders of power and they cannot they they, they cannot produce these ones because of 
of the global chip shortage. Yeah. And that is the that is the hardest part. If the global chip shortage is it going to affect Tesla energy? which is okay it's going to affect the tesla solar energy but i think also it's just that like it's in a convenient time for tesla to continue with the other thing to say okay we are having a challenge here because of global chip shortage but is it really a global chip yeah. shortage we don't know maybe they are buying time also so i think as we said together earlier or what we said is until they validate this technology it's going to be hard. They just be saying, okay, we're doing this, we're trying this, we're trying this. And time is running out. People, investors know that Tesla energy can be bigger. And if you cannot increase sales or actually revenue in the Tesla energy in the next three, four years, then it's going to affect the Tesla, Tesla business. So let me, let's start talking predictions. Yes. Okay. Um, let's say it's uh, it's 2021 right now, let's say it's 2025. My prediction is that they're going to pivot to utility scale, that it's going to be th- this idea that you should buy a funny looking solar roof and a power wall, that's gonna be for rich people only because they want the security. Yeah. That what they're gonna get, get into, I, I think it's a, a trifle, I think it's three things. Yes, they're going to have. They're going to buy big places like big patches of dirt, and they're going to put solar panels. They're going to put power or uh, power packs. They're also going to be uh, mining for cryptocurrency because you may as well make money while the sun's shining, right? Uh, I think that that that's something that's because he's already hinting that he's talking to people about ecologically sensitive cryptocurrency. And, yes, yes, and you can, you can. We're reaching a point in history where money and energy flow back and forth. You can yes. make one out of the other, which is a very interesting time. It's almost like the money is the battery, right? Yes, yes. Um, so I think that's that. That's my bet. What do you think of that? I think you're you're perfectly right there. You're perfectly right in terms of like so the future first of all by 2025 cryptocurrency is going to 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 improve it's going to increase adoption is going to increase definitely for cryptocurrency and now it won't be just the adoption of cryptocurrency it will be what kind of energy are they using is it clean energy or is it the 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 the, the, the um, dirty energy if i can put it that way so uh, Tesla for me by 2025, as you say, it should be pitching the energy storage on the, 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 the grid owners like PG&D, these big, um, big electricity suppliers that we, if they can do that, they're going to make billions, which is okay. They're going to make billions at the end of the day. But now another, another thing that I'm going to, that I'm seeing in the next five years would be they will have cheaper, uh, cheaper like cheaper solar and cheaper storage, cheaper energy storage solutions. The reason is the development. I, I think within the next five years they will have a new kind of technology for Tesla Energy, because most of the technologies that we are seeing now at Tesla Energy was for way back in two thousand and fifteen. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any any invention from Tesla over the years it's just been improving on the technology that they had from 2015 so i think there should be something new that is going to come out of tesla business 
and uh, that is what i'm looking forward to and then another another thing should be should be the the the, the, the vehicle to grid the vehicle to grid technology i think will be something else that is going to come out also yeah so the vehicle to grid will be something that is going to probably by 2025 it should be taking shape it shouldn't actually be been happening but it should be taking shape and and i think that will also be another thing because the more tesla vehicles that we have out there people can use that one as as an energy storage and use them in in their house if they come so i think those are among the things that um, that can happen that i can see so let me explore that with you because i'm i'm not 100% convinced that vehicle to grid is going to be that important for a couple of reasons yes one is if i have a 100 kilowatt hour battery in my tesla model 3 i think that that's even bigger than the biggest one you can get but let's say it's yes. a 80 70 a, a model s okay so i got 100 yes. kilowatt hours that is worth 10 bucks yeah of electricity it's not a yes. lot of like it's not like i'm i'm and when would i use it i wouldn't use it to arbitrate you know to to do arbitrage between oh it because i told you in canada we have uh it's expensive and then it's cheap electricity i could yes. store when it's cheap and sell it back when it's expensive but yes. then i'm i'm degrading the battery in my car right yeah that is also another challenge yes so that's costing me money and then also i run the trivial hopefully trivial risk of causing a fire right yes. it's not True. it's not impossible in my yes. house yes. but then the other thing is if the grid collapses if depending on the nature of the collapse i might want to get in my car and go somewhere where the grid is okay in which case yes. i want a full battery <laughs> right yeah yeah i so get that i don't know what what is the use case what who how would i be convinced to sell electricity back into the grid i think though mostly it should be like the vehicle to grid technology should be okay but i don't really see a big use case on that per se but if you can have energy if you can use the power that you have in your vehicle in your household i think the most important thing should be in your household if you can connect your battery that you have in your car to your house to use in your house instead of having a, a different power wall so so because power actually non market power power wall going forward will have to be purchased with solar roof so if you don't have a solar roof you're not going to get a power wall so if you can use the battery that you have in your vehicle or in any model s and use it in your household when you can or when you don't have power or to make it cheaper then i think that should be should should be okay but in terms of vehicle to grid it's going to be it's i think if if they can validate that technology but which i think they will not in 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 the next probably 6 to probably 7 years then they can't but if they can make sure that you can use the power that you have in your vehicle within your house then i think that that should should be okay because you will be saving on or during that particular time that it's expensive by using the battery that you have in your vehicle when it's cheaper you can charge your vehicle and then tomorrow you're good to go but now the, the the aspect is how many people are going to use this ones which is so hard uh, to know at the moment because even the technology is not validated but i think it, elon musk is very serious in the vehicle to to grid technology and i think the the the, the degradation of the battery can be dealt with once 
Uh, once the different uh, battery battery invention that Tesla is working on, mm-hmm. if you can have a good uh, a good like a uh, dry dry uh, electrode for battery storage, then uh, put in an uh, in a Tesla vehicle, then I think that would be okay yeah. in terms of degradation. But at the moment, the lithium ion battery, I think it's just a little bit. Uh, you 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 never know. You'll be degrading your battery and also having a possibility of it exploding or something. which is so which is so hard but it's not impossible yeah. but if they can get another battery technology that they can use in terms of um on tesla vehicles like this solid state battery technology then i think that would that, that can work slightly because if i have my vehicle if, I, if my vehicle can power my house then i don't really think i have a problem without me having a power wall or an extra extra um, to have extra money to have a power wall i think that should should be should be no brainer to any tesla owner that is out there well i think uh, for people who are lucky enough to have a second home like a cottage like yes. i can imagine somebody in canada they might have some solar but then that doesn't help them overnight and you may not want yes. to invest in a power wall at your cottage that seems indulgent when you're only there for a month of the year but you yes. drive up there in your model s you plug it in and it runs your lights at night i can see that being you know a handy a handy thing yeah. I, i'm not saying it would never be useful i'm just uh, thinking that as a as a massive adoption it can't uh, it yeah. seeing it i want to pick up on another theme you raised and that is bundling um yes. tesla is now bundling power wall with the solar roof which is an odd move for a company that can constantly claims it's not demand constrained it's product constrained which is to say we can't make it fast enough if they can't make yes. it fast enough why are they forcing people to buy both i think the reason they are buying both is um, i think that the pressure is actually about to come so they are looking into 2023 2025 what would be the demand because right now if they have 80000 backlogs of power wall it means that going forward if they're going to generate by oracle to produce in each quarter about 30000 or 30 to 40000 power walls per quarter it means that currently for the next one year tesla will not be able to produce power wall for people who need power wall not unless you are bundling it with solar so if you're bundling it with solar and so the solar system then you can easily get it because i don't think a lot of people have or actually want the solar roof at the moment so they have to bundle this one now with the power wall so that they're saying okay if you want the power wall quickly you can buy uh, solar and then we got, we are coming to install it as quickly as possible as possible mm-hmm. but but i think mostly it's about the production the ramping up the, uh, the 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 demand for solar solar from tesla at the moment is kind of low as compared to power walls and, and and i think they're seeing that okay if if about let us say a thousand people are are ordering um, uh, per week are ordering power walls and we have like probably 20 or 30 um solar so 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 solar installation orders then how are we going to improve the the people who are buying power to buy also solar and i think they're just making people make the decision to either buy buy solar tesla solar or you 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 don't have the power wall and i think they just um, they're just trying to 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 make it hard for people to order power wall if you are not ordering yeah. any tesla product it might be a way to throttle demand it might also be a recognition that if you're going to pay an electrician to be on site 
yes. for one or the other. This way you can have them. They probably are at the point where, I don't know if in this version, but in some version in the future, you can imagine them plugging the, t- the solar directly into the battery. It doesn't go through the household circuit yes. panel, the breaker panel. It goes directly in, and then you can manage it and monitor it all from one component. So I can see some logic to that. Yeah. Let's, let's final prediction. How badly is Elon going to lose this lawsuit? <laughs> no, I, I think if he loses the, the lawsuit, then I think um, it's also a gain to, to everyone. Because if you are a shareholder for Tesla at the moment, you're going to gain. If you have been a Tesla shareholder from 2015, 2016, you have gained your money nearly 10x or 15x during from, from that period of time. So either way, Elon Musk is worth 170 billion. So if 2 billion or 3 billion is, is just to, you can just say, okay, I have 3 billion. We are done with this thing. Are you satisfied? We can move on to the next thing. I think what um, the, the case needs to be concluded as quickly as possible so that Elon Musk can deal with urgent issues that his Tesla is facing at the moment. And if it's about paying, okay, let, let him pay. If Tesla is going to pay, then let Tesla pay. I don't think Tesla is, um, is in a cash crunch position at the moment that they cannot afford to pay. Mm-hmm. So I think either way, it's a win for Tesla shareholders if you're a shareholder. And uh, this, Elon Musk will still be CEO, even if that happens. I don't think he's going anywhere. And um, yeah, that's it. I don't think anyone will lose. But if Tesla lose, if Elon Musk loses, which I think it might be the case, but if he loses, then we all win. And, and also Elon Musk wins. Because once the case is done now, people can now concentrate on other things. Like... A lot of things that Elon Musk can consider other than going to court for, for nothing. But I think publicity also from the case is going to help Tesla in terms of marketing also. So I don't think it's going to be so much of a, of a bad thing altogether, even though it's going to hit on the PR aspect of Tesla. But yeah. it's normal for Tesla. It's normal. It's, it's normal. Uh, a lot of people say bad things about Tesla every single week, every single day. So I don't think one lawsuit is going to be worse than all the, what have Tesla been through all those years. So either way, it's a win. It's a win well, situation so, for everyone. You know, I wouldn't start a channel called Lead Like Elon if I wasn't a fan. Yes. Um, but I, I do have, I do find it, it at least looks like he was taking care of his cousins and yes. taking care of his own financial interests more than he was looking after the mission and, and the financial health of Tesla. It does. It's not a good look. Yes. And I, I, I don't think he'll view it as a, as a good thing. If he loses this case, I don't think yeah. uh, he'll be happy. Um, my suspicion is he's going to take a hefty fine, but nothing like what the plaintiffs want. Um, that that, it's going to be some sort of Solomon like decision down the middle. And I think that's a good thing because it might encourage Elon to keep things going a little straighter. But I also think that we're talking about an Elon from five years ago who was under so much financial pressure and trying to keep all his babies alive. He's not willing to do Sophie's choice. He will take, you know, instead of letting one kid live and the other one die, he'll take a kidney out of one and put it in the other. Yes. And he doesn't even know that one of them's adopted, none under his authority. Like he, 
you know, he still views them as his children. And I think he, he, he was t- taking steps that weren't very well thought out. Yes. Will he find himself in that situation again? He's always got to push it to the limit. So I'm hoping yeah. that the lesson he'll learn is don't do things that look bad. Right. Yes. Um, yes. You know, everybody, when you're the underdog, you feel like you can cheat a little bit and yes. he's got to realize he's not an underdog anymore. He's one, he's either the richest or the second richest person in the world. Yes. Um, so I, I'm hoping this is a warning shot and that he'll just focus on what he, what he himself says he, he would rather be an engineer than a CEO. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe create a circumstance where you can have at least the financial decisions run through the board more. Yes. Right. Yeah. I also think, as you said, that um, probably there was something, but at the end of the day, though, also, the problem is the intertwining of all these companies and also the vision for Tesla from 2006. Tesla Energy at all, all had also started in 2015. So I think it's going to be this, it's going to be a thin line between whether he was involved or not, because it's not like 100 people 100% sure that he was involved. Like he was trying to bail out their brother, their cousins or something. Yeah. But at the same time, also, was it a good fit? The question is, was Tesla a purchase of Solar City worth it? And and if if it was worth it, because if you look at um, when when Solar City Solar City the last year for Solar City they generated about seven hundred and thirty something million per year before they being acquired by Tesla, but at the moment Tesla is making one point nine nine billion or nearly two billion dollars a year, which was it worth it? And I think to me it was worth it. And and if, if the purchase was worth it, or if if that is what Tesla needed for them to increase um, the the stakes of Tesla Energy, then it was successful to me. If you can generate seven hundred and thirty before you acquire, and then after acquiring you make. Uh, two billion in five years, then I think that was okay. And also the car, the, the money that Solar City had in the bottom line, they're still coming. Tesla is still enjoying. Tesla is just generating this money. So at the end of the day, I don't think anyone actually lost money, except probably for the people who were shooting Solar City at that particular time, <laughs> that they had to buy back their shares at a higher price because of the of the announcement of the purchase by Tesla. So I think it's a very thin line. But if it's also, if, if, if Elon Musk can take the responsibility, if he can be fined, then at the moment I can say, okay, fine, it's fine. He, he has about 165 billion to 170 billion. He can, if Tesla shares moves by, by a percentage, by like 10% or 20%, he can make back all that money sure. in a single bit. And I think if, if Elon Musk is fined, then I think Tesla shares are going to rise even 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 to 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 compensate because that. I done. don't really think yeah. yeah because it's done I think making it over I think should be okay and also it's going to if Tesla or if Elon Musk also loses this case then his main focus will be on Tesla energy going forward so yeah. ex- expect want to prove everybody that, right or, yeah, or so him ex- right himself right yeah. yeah so expect a very very uh, Elon and Elon Musk who is now concentrating on Tesla energy, nearly a whole percentage of his Tesla time. And um, he will ensure that Drew Baglino works harder than any single person in that 
in the in the Tesla in the Tesla okay. at the moment. If he loses, yeah, if he loses that, yeah. then and should, well, win or lose, might, I think that's going to happen. You're right. He, yeah, he better loses if he's going to make Tesla Energy uh, more successful. Then it will be happy. I think it's a happy ending for everyone at the end of the case. So let me read a, a quote from uh, Elon Musk's appearance in court. Yeah. At the time, I thought it made strategic sense for Tesla and Solar City to combine. Hindsight is 2020. And if I could wind back the clock, you know, I would probably say I would probably have let Solar City execute by itself, would have let Tesla execute by itself. I raise this quote because it's an interesting, I think, uh, accidental admission that basically yes. it was his decision. He may have left the room and said, yes. You guys decide. But he already told them what he wanted the decision to be. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so he made himself true, vulnerable true. there. Anyway, yeah, I think I, uh, we can wish him luck, and we can certainly wish Tesla luck. It's 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 okay. I think for me, it's it's good. The end of the case will be great for Tesla. It will be great for Elon. He would have learned his lesson, and I think the best way he can learn his lesson is losing and. Um, if he lose the case then it's perfect i don't think it's it's a big deal for him also and also for tesla because if you look at the board of uh, the board of directors for tesla they took responsibility earlier they yeah. said okay we have insurance we can insurance can pay this amount 65 million dollars and you can this case can be over we can get over with this case as quickly as possible and, that's and what they the board did. is for Yes. Yeah. So for Elon Musk, I think um, he's ex- he extended this one because he thought that um, probably maybe he will not be found to be part of anything. But it's also okay. I don't think I think Elon Musk has done a lot for Tesla for the past six years. Oh, yeah. Even if he made a mistake during that particular time, uh, he wouldn't be judged so harshly for that. Yeah, there are some people who are saying that every dollar he made with the tesla shares he received instead of his solar city shares yes are ill gotten gains well where do you think all that gotten gains came from it was him driving yes. the companies to success so i think it won't be if he, even if he loses he won't be anywhere near that amount of money the amount of money that he made on the what, solar city shares that became tesla shares that became more valuable tesla shares that to me is that would be unjust. Um, yes, because he, he's if you the look reason at the, it went up so much. Yes, the percentage that Elon Musk had for Tesla, for Solar City was twenty one percent. So, if it was twenty one percent of the two point six billion in in changes of shares, then after now, as you said, it's a lot of money, and um, and and I also think that the shareholders that uh, got in these shares. They have also increased their wealth so much. I think by the time they they filed for the case, they thought that because during the the announcement, Tesla shares actually lost up to fifteen percent yeah. in that particular day, and people were mad. While Solar City gained about fifteen percent, the shots were banned. So it's uh, so so people were not happy either way. It was either you are happy or you are not happy. Even the 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 diehard Tesla shareholders during that particular time. They were they had mixed reactions of the purchase because they didn't see the vision so clearly. But if you ask them right now in 2020, 2021, whether it was the perfect purchase or it was good, 
Then I think even a person who was uh, saying it was a bad decision during that time can say, okay, it's, it doesn't turn out so bad. So I think it was good. It was a good one. So for Elon Musk, I think Elon Musk can, can, can get away with a lot of things. One of them is, is this one because he has gone through a lot. So I don't think even if he's told to pay 5 billion or 10 billion, it's going to be so big of a deal that people are going, Elon Musk is going to be, to, to go bankrupt. But no, he's worth a lot of money now. And, and I think that is what gives him even more confidence. He can build about nearly about even 20 gigafactories alone with his money, alone, not even with Tesla's money. He can build the gigafactory. He can get out of Tesla today and build another company and build other companies quite easily. So I think he doesn't really have so much to lose. And if he had anything to lose, he would have let his lawyers talk it out, uh, talk the case out. But if he can appear himself personally there, then I think it's it's something he's, it's like saying, okay, I don't even care. If I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. We'll see. Anyway, yes. thank you so much, Erastus. This was a very interesting conversation. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Tim. Always, always a pleasure being here. And it's an eye-opening experience every time. For me as well. My guest yes. today was Erastus Kipkuri Loboso. Erastus's LinkedIn address will be in the show notes. My name is Tim Hampton, and you can reach me at tim at leadlikeelon.com. Please subscribe and join me for the next show on how to lead like Elon.